D F S. It is Friday, December 16th here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our week 15 DFS podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. And I didn't say DraftKings or FanDuel there like I usually do in the intro because we're going to do things a little bit differently this week. Still talking DraftKings and FanDuel just like usual, but we're going to mash those two together in this show. Going to cover both sites. Going to talk about all the, you know, the same number of guys by position like we usually do, Jared, but switching it up a little bit because after this streaming at 1230 on the same YouTube channel, we're going to do some DFS drafting like we've been talking about here and there in recent shows. I've become uh, pretty obsessed with these uh, daily drafts. They're fun. You know, it's, um, it's a lot of it same strategy as dfs but you know in kind of a a different way because you're drafting these teams instead of having to fit into salary cap so um you can get we'll we'll talk about you can get you know different it's you can get different exposures to different players you know better prices uh, on these different uh sites so it's, it's fun and for me drafting is easily the most fun part of fantasy football so i like the format that reintroduces that rather than me just sitting there building 100 lineups and then deciding which one to play and ultimately playing one that like leaving one on the bench that had that one guy that i needed to make the money yep yep so for now we will move on though to talking about draftkings and fanduel go position by position like usual jared will start a cash quarterback i feel like 5k Mac Jones could work on draft things, but I don't think I can get to him this week. 33rd in points per game among quarterbacks, one game all year with more than one TD pass. What about you? I know I was ready to buy back in on Mac um, after that Vikings game. I, I think the past two weeks against Buffalo and Arizona, he just hasn't played well. And he's probably going to be without Jacoby Myers and Devontae Parker on Sunday. Um, you know, he's interesting. Maybe in a tournament, you take a shot on him. Yeah, for, for me this week, and really on both sides, I'm just focused on two quarterbacks. It's Justin Herbert and Dak Prescott, both for cash and tourneys. Um, you know, Herbert, first time all season last week, had Mike Williams and Keenan Allen healthy for an entire game, put up 22 and a half drafting points, despite scoring just one touchdown in that game. Herbert has had absurd passing volume all season. He's averaging 43 attempts per game. He, I would bet on him topping that mark on Sunday against the Titans, who are, you know, the number one team in pass rate over expected against. You know, teams go pass heavy against Tennessee. You definitely don't have to, you know, um, convince the, the Chargers to, to do that. So, and then Tennessee 30th in football outsiders pass defense DVOA over the past five weeks. They're allowing 308 passing yards and two touchdowns per game over that span. Yeah, Justin Herbert's going to be my cash guy on FanDuel at 8,300. He sits second in our FanDuel dollars per point projections there. The only guy ahead of him is Jalen Hurts, who's another $700 more expensive. So not a big deal to get to Herbert's salary there. He's also, he has one game of 20 plus FanDuel points among his past nine, which I think is, you know, the one thing that maybe concerns you if you look at him, does he have the Justin Herbert ceiling? He is, however, scoring 3.9 points per game under expected over that span, according to Pro Football Focus numbers. He's topped 330 yards each of the past two weeks, just one touchdown in each of those games, 47 plus attempts in three straight. You already mentioned this matchup should only further motivate passing volume and he's been efficient over 74 percent completions in three of the past four games i think the touchdowns are going to come back especially now that mike williams yeah. is back in the mix so he's my cash guy on FanDuel for DraftKings, though i'm going to pay down and i'm going to go to tom brady most likely instead of dak prescott the two of them 
have both been much more floor plays than ceiling lately. And the floor hasn't really been especially lower with either one. We've got a, a real bad game from Tom Brady last week to look at. But before that, he and Dak Prescott basically the same on floor. Dak's got three straight games of under 20 points. Uh, Tom Brady in that same range. And the Bengals are quietly a positive quarterback matchup here. 20 points allowed to Deshaun Watson last week. 24 to Jacoby Brissett back in week eight in that game where they lost to where they lost Chidobi Awuzie, the cornerback we've mentioned um, that the Bengals lost for the season in that game. Since then, though, not just Watson and Brissett, but two touchdown passes to Baker Mayfield in mop-up duty, 18.7 fantasy points to Kenny Pickett, 291 yards to Ryan Tannehill. So you can see plenty of examples of quarterbacks who aren't anything special throwing the ball, elevating their production in this Bengals matchup. I think there will be lots of passing volume for Tom Brady here. As usual, the Bucks like to do that anyway, but they head into this game as home underdogs against a team that I think is legitimately better. And I think the Bengals defense even gets a little bit softer because their lead pass rusher, Trey Hendrickson, is likely out for this game. Yeah, I can get on board with Brady as a cash play. I think he's a pretty safe bet to give you, you know, 17 to, to 20 drafting points, which is, is more than enough at 5,500 bucks. I do. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna get up to Justin Herbert in cash on DraftKings. Um, but Dak Prescott would be my second choice. And, you know, he's been underwhelming over the last five games, now, averaging just 18.4 DK points per game over that span. No games over 21.2 DK points. But it's really just been a volume thing for Dak. He has 30 or fewer pass attempts in three of those last five games. He's playing pretty well, 67% completion rate, 7.4 yards per attempt over that span. I'm, I'm just betting on more passing volume this weekend in this game against Jacksonville, who is 31st in football outsiders pass defense DVOA over the last five weeks. They're seventh on the season in pass rate over expected against. So we've seen teams, you know, lean pass against them. Um, Tyron Smith is also expected to make his season debut on Sunday, which is, you know, going to help uh, Prescott's protection and especially good timing because they just lost right tackle Terrence Steele to an ACL tear in yep. last week's game I think uh, like you know you said Tom Brady is a cash play I agree you might look at him and still think ceiling potential here and maybe a tournament play I, we haven't seen that ceiling potential from Tom Brady this year though so I I'm not yep. chasing him on the tournament side, I would have been interested in Mike white against the lions, but we found out shortly before this, that there is not going to be any Mike white this week. He's not going to be cleared from his internal injuries. He said the other day, he's dealing, dealing with general soreness and that he was no doubt going to play, but doctors are like, Oh, there's actually some doubt here, Mike, you're going to have to protect those ribs that nobody was protecting in Buffalo the other day. So I'm more likely pushing into the six K range or above. Certainly Justin Herbert's in play here. Joe Burrow, 7K, is in play against the Bucs. But I do think Dak Prescott, Trevor Lawrence are interesting for this one. For, you know, like you said, if we get more passing volume from the Cowboys than we have in this matchup, we could get Dak Prescott at a lower ownership rate than we might get if he came into this game throwing more often. Yeah, for sure. Again, for me, I mean, it's Herbert and Dak for me in tournaments. Um, if I was going to look elsewhere, Jalen Hurts always in play, 8,200 against a bear, bad Bears defense. He could have a big game passing or, or running on Sunday. And then, again, I think Mac Jones would sort of be my fourth guy because the price, 5000 bucks. he gets the Raiders matchup. All of his receivers are cheap, which we'll, we'll talk about some of them in the wide receiver section here. Plus, I, you know, Mac Jones gives you a reason to play either Josh Jacobs or Devontae Adams. And throughout, the, and throughout the season, like one of those guys has been on tournament winning teams almost every week. Like one of them was for 30 plus points almost every single week. So, you know, that, that's an, it's an easy run back on your Mac Jones stacks. 
I don't want to lose sight of Trevor Lawrence in that same game as Dak Prescott. Obviously, we look at the matchup and we think Dallas's pass defense is really tough and we're, you know, avoiding playing Trevor Lawrence there. But it has shown some soft spots in recent weeks. It's kind of been going back and forth between bad and good. Not very good overall on defense last week against Houston. Terrible yep. against Green Bay a few weeks ago. So, you know, there's at least room for there to be a down game from Dallas here. We also saw Trevor Lawrence beat up a pretty good Baltimore defense a few weeks ago. So, it, you know, it's one of those where maybe he does have a rough game, but maybe he doesn't. And they've already shown more of that willingness to throw the ball lately. So I think that there is plenty of upside along with downside risk to Trevor Lawrence in this one, plus a lot lower ownership, more likely than Dak and other guys. Yeah. I was going to say just 5% projected ownership, despite Lawrence, you know, being the tournament winner last week on FanDuel, it's going to be Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow for me as the other top option. Um, Herbert's ownership projection is actually lower on FanDuel than it is on DraftKings, especially relative to the other guys at the position. But then Joe Burrow, I think, has a chance to just kind of get lost in there that close to Justin Herbert and some other guys. He's fourth in our FanDuel dollars per point projections, two plus touchdown passes in three of his past four games. So relative safety. He's also got two games over 28 FanDuel points in that span. So we've seen the ceiling from him as well. Bengals are less than one point behind the Chargers in implied team total for this week. Mm -hmm. So I think plenty of upside to both quarterbacks. Yeah, my issue with Burrow is just the injuries to T Higgins and Tyler Boyd and that it does look like Tampa is going to get some pieces back in the secondary this week. Um, Anton Winfield has a chance to come back. It looks like Mike, Mike Edwards should be back. Sean Murphy bunting should be back. So um, you know, maybe a bit tougher matchup than it has been the past, the past few weeks with those guys out. I think Sean Murphy bunting returning is actually good for opposing. Quarterbacks. <laughs> Might be running back Jared for cash. Zonovan Knight and Latavius Murray sit among the top mm. four in our DK dollars per point. Are you biting on either of those guys this week? Zonovan Knight on DraftKings, I'm going to play. I'm not sure about Fando. I'm just going to stay away from Latavius Murray. Um, yeah. you know, if he gets the workload he has been getting, he's a fine play. I just think there's at least some chance that, you know, Mar- uh, that Marlon Mack starts getting, you know, 35, 40% of the work. And, that, and that's the case. Like, there's no reason to like Latavius Murray. Z- again, Zonovan Knight, I do like, um, you know, we, we updated projections with the, the change from Mike White to Zach Wilson. Shaved Knight's efficiency a little bit, just thinking the Jets' offense won't do as well with Zach Wilson. But his volume projection actually climbed for us because the Jets were 69% pass with either Mike White or Joe Flacco under center, 52% pass in games with, with Zach Wilson. So I just think they're, they're going to run the ball more with Wilson under center if, you know, Wilson's previous seven games this season are any indication. I agree. I think Zonovan Knight gains a little bit of steam here. Latavius Murray, I saw that high, and I was like, okay, let's uh, look down and see who else is in the 5K range. I would prefer either Rashad White or Leonard Fournette, 5,400, 5,500 in my Brady cash lineup. And that's because I like either of them more for receiving upside than I do rushing. So I'd be willing to play either mm-hmm. one alongside Tom Brady. You know, mostly I'm getting the salary savings. I don't need enormous numbers from either yeah. guy for it to pay off. For sure. I also like Isaiah Pacheco at 5,900 more than Latavius Murray. Uh, about the same, I would say, as Zonovan Knight's close there. Detroit has not been as favorable a matchup lately against the run as earlier this year. 
but it's it's also one of those, like you said, with the pass defense last week heading into that matchup with the Vikings, not something yeah. to adjust matchups for, but at least something to be aware of. Of course, the knock on the Jets versus the Chiefs is that it's the Jets versus the Chiefs. I mean, obviously, Pacheco's in a great spot for scoring opportunities, and most importantly, 16 carries and 78.8 rushing yards per game over the past five. So he's getting good volume. We'd love to yeah. see him get more opportunities near the goal line, but I'll at least you know, take my chances on his workload and just hope that he gets that. He does have 10 carries inside the 10 over the last five weeks. And he's, he's getting his TD chances and he will in this matchup against Houston. Uh, we, we've made it way too long in the running back session without talking about James Conner, though, who for me is the first guy in my cash lineup on both sides, 6,900 on DraftKings, 7,200 on FanDuel. Con- Conner right now has a top five, maybe a top three role among running backs, 18.8 carries and 4.5 targets per game over his last four, fifth in expected fantasy points over that span, third in actual fantasy points over that span. You know, a middling matchup against Denver this week. They're 17th in football outsiders run defense, DVOA. Going to be an ugly game. So, like, I'm debating whether I want to play Connor in tournaments because I don't know if he has the ultimate upside we need. But I, I think for cash, he's a, he's a lock at these prices. Yeah, I could go either way on him in tournaments, but I think he's pretty easy here. 15 carries, seven targets against New England on Monday night. He's averaging 23.3 opportunities over his past four games. So certainly ignoring uh, ownership projection here and just going ahead and playing him in cash. Derrick Henry sits right behind James Conner, who leads our fan duel dollars per point at running back this week. Number two is Derrick Henry, despite his salary. I don't mind playing him for cash on FanDuel. We'll see exactly yep. how it fits with everything else, especially like I don't mind playing him and Justin Herbert in the same cash lineup on FanDuel if the salary works out at the other positions. Yeah, I like him in I like Henry in a vacuum. He is pretty tough to fit in. There's, you know, not again, it's kind of similar to last week, not a ton of cheap plays on FanDuel to like. Um I like David Montgomery on FanDuel at 6800 bucks. Um kind of the same argument is James Conner, like not a great matchup, obviously not a great offense, but um, you're just, just volume wise, Montgomery 15 carries and 4.3 targets over the last three games without Khalil Herbert, Herbert out for this game Sunday against the Eagles. So Montgomery, just a good volume bet for the price on FanDuel. Yeah, I certainly agree with a good volume bet. I think he's a, a better bet to get those touches than Travis Etienne at a similar salary. Najee Harris is similar, hasn't been got, getting a whole lot of receiving. So I think he's in that decision mm-hmm. process as well. Yeah, ETN's actually my my third guy right now on DraftKings for cash. Tell me, tell me how much you hate it. I mean, I we've <laughs> been talking about ETN behind the scenes for the past couple of weeks. He's just not getting yeah. the receiving work. The team's not throwing him the ball, and well, this has been yeah. not a great matchup for rushing lately. So I don't trust ETN to get the touches here. Um, mm-hmm. He's not a pounder near the goal line if they do get it down there. Plus, you know, it's a negative matchup. It just overall against the Dallas defense talked about how Trevor Lawrence could have a good day, but they also could just get shut down and not score a lot in this game. So honestly, yeah. I don't like Travis Etienne for cash at all. <laughs> yeah. So for, I mean, for me on DraftKings, 6,000 bucks for Etienne, it's his lowest price since week eight. He's played 75 plus percent of the Jags offensive snaps in six straight healthy games now. So like to me, it's, it's mostly that like you're getting pretty much a, you know, feature back at, 6,000 bucks. Um, yeah, no targets for ETN last week. He had seen at least two and seven straight healthy games prior to last week, averaging 3.3 over that span. So not, not, you know, not a big role in the passing game, but I also don't think he's a zero in the passing game. Uh, yeah, like you said, That's matchup. Like less than Derrick Henry. That's probably similar, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, if you can give me two catches, I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just, it's just getting that type of snap rate out of a 6,000. And I still think ETN's a good back. Like he can break off a big play anytime he touches the ball. So I'm going to give him a shot. 
touches haven't been there. The production hasn't been there. I'll take $6,500 Miles Sanders pretty easily facing the Bears. Bears are bad at everything. Obviously, there's the the lack of targets for Miles Sanders as well. But I think he has a much better chance of finding the end zone, much better chance of challenging that 100-yard bonus. Bears 31st against the pass, 29th against the run. So, I mean, the, the Eagles can do whatever they want. We saw last week the Eagles will just do whatever they want. I expect this game to be similar in game flow to last week. I like Miles Sanders on the tournament side as well. Obviously, it's a little bit easier to bet on the risk there than it is in a cash lineup. But I, you know, I don't think the risk is that high. What else do you like for tournament running backs? Yeah, I'm with you on Sanders. um, Projected for just 11% ownership. He's topped 30 DraftKings points in each of his last two good matchups against the Packers and Giants. And he has another good matchup on Sunday against the Bears, who are 25th in adjusted points allowed to running backs. I am so mad that Alvin Kamara is going to be like semi popular this week. I like like he it. was the guy, he was the guy I was like looking to play it. Like I was thinking like 10% ownership. It looks like he's going to be, you know, close to, to double that. I'm probably still going to play him on DraftKings at 6,800 bucks. I, I probably won't get to him on FanDuel. He's supposed to be even more popular on FanDuel. And as we talked about in yesterday's preview shot, you know, coming off the bye week, maybe he, he, he's, you know, re-energized a little bit. Mark Ingram's absence does matter. Um, Kamara's, you know, handled a bigger piece of the, of the Saints backfield in games Ingram has missed this season. And he has this good matchup against Atlanta, who isn't good against running backs on the ground or in the passing game. So I'm going to, I'm going to play him despite the high ownership just because he's like been my guy since the start of the week. Yeah. I mean, I like the popularity because I think that it, he's an okay fade. Uh, you know, it's, it's certainly okay to play him. There's plenty of upside. We don't need his absolute ceiling to make him pay off. Even if a quarter of the tournament field has him in lineups, I just don't think that the same old Alvin Kamara ceiling is there. We have had two big games from him this year. He had 194 total yards against Seattle way back in week five. No touchdowns in that game. He had another game where he had three touchdowns against the Raiders. Averaged 3.4 yards per carry in that one. So, I mean, you know, I'm cherry picking the stats that don't line up. But I think it's really an example of him just not having that ultimate, you have to have Alvin Kamara this week or you're not going to win a tournament ceiling. Mm -hmm. I don't think that this Saints offense has that. He could absolutely hit you know, 25, 28 points yep. and help you regardless of how many teams have them though. Yeah, I'm with you. And I think, you know, 25, 28 is kind of what you're looking for if you're playing Alvin Kamara. He's down to 6,800 bucks too, which is one of his lowest prices of the season. Mm-hmm. I like the popularity because it'll bring down some other guys in that range. We talked about uh, James Conner, make him yep. a little bit more um, interesting. I also think that Tony Pollard looks like he's getting overlooked this week on both sites. So 7,100 for Pollard, on DraftKings, you look at that and you're like, well, Tony Pollard's getting a little bit too expensive now for what he is. But what he is, is seventh among running backs in total PPR points for the season. He's been over 21 PPR points in five of the past six games. His other game in that span included 18 carries and two targets. So it's not like he disappeared. He just didn't find the end zone. Only Josh Jacobs has more PPR points among running backs over the past five weeks than Tony Pollard. No running back has more touchdowns. He is a thousand dollars less in DK salary than Josh Jacobs, 900 less than Derrick Henry, 7% ownership projection on DK versus 20% for Jacobs and Henry. So like he should be getting considered in that territory based on how everybody's been producing lately. And he's not. And it's even lower on FanDuel, 4% projected ownership for Pollard there, $8,200. So, I mean, it's a little bit tougher to fit Tony Pollard on FanDuel this week. Yep. But 
He's arguably a better play straight up than Joe Mixon, who's only $100 cheaper. He's also $500 cheaper than Austin Eckler. And I don't know how different an option Tony Pollard is than Eckler, who has a worse matchup this week. Pollard, of course, catches passes. So even if they struggle to run the ball a little bit more than usual, he's the better receiving back. So I I think that Tony Pollard looks just good in general this week. um, And I think that he's going to get played a lot less than what he should. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm definitely not an ownership expert, but I would be surprised if Pollard comes in less than half his own as like James Conner and Alvin Kamara when they're, they're you know, priced pretty similar on, on DraftKings. If that's going to be the case, if we're still sitting here Sunday and those are the projections, I'm going to force myself to get off Alvin Kamara and play Tony Pollard at half the ownership. Uh, one other build that I was wondering if it made sense was Justin Herbert plus a wide receiver plus Derrick Henry in the same tournament lineup. And, you know, obviously the first challenge is fitting that salary wise but then i was thinking i'm not sure if that actually makes sense because we to get the ceiling games from either justin herbert or derrick henry we need one of those two offenses to just be beating up the other team we need justin herbert to be going nuts and getting ahead of likely getting ahead of the titans in that scenario which would hurt derrick henry's workload or we need derrick henry going nuts which means the titans holding the ball a lot running out the clock and not getting as many opportunities for Justin Herbert. So I think it's one of those where if you think about it a little bit, you can make sense of it. Oh, Derrick Henry, big game. Justin Herbert needs to chase. I think ultimately though, those two are at odds if they're going to reach their, their tournament ceilings. Well, I think the scenario you need, and and it it works with someone like Henry who can break off long runs. Like you need Henry to to break off some long runs early on a long touchdown run, get the Titans out to lead without, you know, controlling the ball for, you know, two thirds of the first quarter. I mean, it's that, you know, you're kind of threading the needle a little bit with it. I'm going to play at least one Henry Herbert team. Um, I think, you know, I I think Chico Conquo is back in play as a run back on a Herbert team. If you want to go that direction too. See that anything else at running back? No. Wide receiver for cash, Jared. It was going to be since Jay Garrett Wilson getting talked about, yeah. but not with Zach Wilson around, right? Well, yeah, on DraftKings, Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore were our top two values at wide receiver prior to the Mike White news. Now, I'm not going to play Garrett Wilson for 6K in cash with Zach Wilson. I still might play Elijah Moore for 3600 with Zach Wilson. It's just it, the price – a talent I still believe in. Matchup is awesome. Uh, the Lions are the worst defense in terms of adjusted points allowed to slot receivers, and that's where Elijah Moore has been playing um, since the bye week. So you know, he, he's easier to stomach despite the quarterback downgrade because of the price tag. And Corey Davis is out for this game, so that yep. is what puts Elijah Moore into consideration. Certainly worth noting that we had 182.7 passing yards per game with Zach Wilson yeah. versus 317.3 with Mike White. You mentioned the pass run splits with and without Zach Wilson, so obviously it's a risky spot. But yeah, when you're we're talking about 3K wide receivers, I think that Elijah Moore can still make sense in spite of the quarterback, if you need that. And obviously that's what you're going for primarily getting a three K wide receiver allows you to do quite a bit more elsewhere. For sure. So outside of that range, 6,700 Chris Godwin with Tom Brady, especially looks pretty good. Eighth among wide receivers and expected PPR points per game in the three weeks since Tampa Bay's buy, I think $6,800 Keenan Allen is in play as well. He's actually tied with Justin Jefferson for the lead in expected PPR points per game over that span. I think both he and Mike Williams are in play for cash here on DK. Yeah, for sure. Again, I'm kind of all in on the um, Chargers and Cowboys passing games this week. So I like Mike Williams in cash um, in tournaments as well. You don't think of Mike Williams as a cash play, and I get it. You know, maybe you'd rather just go what, feel safer with Keenan Allen, but 
I love this matchup for Mike Williams. You know, Tennessee in general, 32nd in adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers, but they especially struggle against outside wide receivers. They're 31st against outside wide receivers. That's where Mike Williams plays. That's, you know, not where Keenan Allen plays primarily. And then Tennessee's also 32nd defending deep passes, according to football outsiders. And, you know, Mike Williams is, is this offense's deep guy. So I think it's a big Mike Williams game. And then um, I, I think CD lamb is worth looking at um, for cash as well. He's our fourth best value at wide receiver on DraftKings at 7,300 bucks. He's our best value on FanDuel. 8100 bucks um you know, he's just, he hasn't had big games lately outside of the packers game but he, he's been pretty consistent 18.8 DraftKings points in four of his last six games now um you know jacksonville 27th in adjusted points allowed to wide receivers i think looking back to the cheap area to help us fit some of those more expensive players 3400 nelson Aguilar is interesting against the raiders 10 targets yeah. against the cardinals on monday night eight targets on thanksgiving night against the vikings in that game jacoby myers Barely played, really, after hurting his shoulder. Devontae yep. Parker is likely out for this one. We'll see about Jacoby Myers. Ramondre Stevenson is also likely out, which, even if Damian Harris is back, probably alters at least the run game some and might alter where the targets are going because Ramondre Stevenson has been soaking up a lot of targets recently. For sure, yeah. Again, it's a good spot for these Patriots wide receivers. Parker is not going to play. He hasn't practiced yet this week. I don't think Myers is going to play either. He went from limited practice Wednesday to no practice on Thursday. So it looks like he had a setback with that concussion. So I'm assuming he's out. So you have Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, and then Tyquan Thornton. I, I don't know if I'm going to get to any of those guys in cash. I, I feel just better about Elijah Moore's, you know, spot in the really? offense. And exactly. I, I just don't know how the targets are going to be divvied between those Patriots wideouts. That's, that's the only thing. Yeah, but we don't I, know I, how I, the targets are going to get divvied in the Jets offense either. And Elijah Moore certainly hasn't given us reason to believe they're going his way. Yeah, I, I like I, I feel pretty good that Moore will be at least the you know second most targeted player on the Jets on Sunday. Yeah, but they're gonna throw eight um, passes. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I think Aguilar is an option in cash for sure if you don't want to go the Elijah Moore route. Tyquan Thornton's the guy I'm gonna play in tournaments. He's minimum priced three thousand bucks, projected for one percent ownership right now. We'll see if that climbs if Myers gets ruled out. But Tyquan Thornton, even last week, ninety-seven percent of the pass routes. Yeah, you know, he, he was tied with I believe it was Aguilar for tops on the team there. Um, got five targets in that game. Thornton was also kind of the the Myers replacement in the slot. He ran fifty four percent of his his routes from the slot last week. And that's where you want to attack the Raiders. They're the second worst defense defending slot receivers. So and, and Thornton you know, we haven't really seen him yet this year, but theoretically he has the big playability. He ran, I think he was a you know, four, three something prior to the draft. Right. So he has that, um, that, that big playability. Yeah. And he at least has like, I don't want to say two big plays for the Patriots this year. I know there was one rushing <laughs> touchdown that he had yeah. for them. So we know that they're at least interested in leveraging his speed. So yeah, he's an interesting guy, especially down at that low salary. The Chargers stacks are certainly going to be popular in uh, tournaments this week. Keenan Allen, though, is sitting single digits in projected ownership on mm. FanDuel. He's got, you know, it, you can understand why players might favor Mike Williams more heavily versus Keenan Allen on the site that's half PPR. But I think that there's also a tendency to overlook the importance of targets, even if you're not getting full credit for every reception and the scoring 14 targets in two yeah. straight games for Keenan Allen. We've talked about this being a pass funnel matchup. So 
there should be plenty of targets available, even if both of them are getting the ball. We also have seen Keenan Allen score touchdowns in two of the past three games, and he's had eight red zone targets over the past three games. That included multiple last week, two inside the 10-yard line, even with Mike Williams back, four targets inside the 10-yard line over the past three games. So Keenan Allen's not just the guy who's catching three-yard passes on the way to Mike Williams' touchdowns. Yeah, lot, lots of ways to make these Herbert stacks. I think you definitely, you know, I, I think Mike Williams is my favorite among them. You definitely want to mix in Keenan Allen. I, I think, though, I almost prefer Palmer over Allen, just at, at Palmer's reduced price on these sites. You know, he's 1500 less on FanDuel. He's over 1000 left less on DraftKings. And Palmer is also, you know, the outside guy. Again, the Titans have actually been a, a very slightly negative matchup for slot receivers. And not that I'm worried about the matchup for, for Keenan Allen, but it has been a better spot for outside guys. And, you know, Palmer has been that other outside receiver with Allen in the slot for the most part. I think Michael Gallup is also very interesting on both sites at $4,500 on DraftKings. And what is the salary? 5,700 on FanDuel. He looks to me like a sneakier and much cheaper version of Mike Williams. 5% ownership on DK projected versus 18% for Mike Williams. $1,800 cheaper is Gallup. He hasn't shown the same ceiling potential as Mike Williams, so I'm not saying that they're even in terms of what we can expect to get from them, but at that different of a salary, we don't need nearly as much from Gallup. We have seen near identical target shares for the two players this year, both right around 18%. We've also had near identical average target depth for them, both of them right about... 12 yards in a dot this year, strong matchups for both players. The ownership gap's not quite as large between Gallup and Mike Williams on FanDuel, but $1,500 difference in salary there as well. Single digit ownership projection for Gallup right now. So he's interesting this week. Yep. Love Gallup. He'll be on my DAC teams. He even might be on some of my Herbert teams as kind of a salary saver. Um, last tournament wide out I'm looking at Mike Evans lowest price of the season on DraftKings is 6,200 bucks. One of his lowest prices on FanDuel. I believe projected for just 8% ownership and he's done nothing the past five games. He did have a 21 point DraftKings point game six games ago. He has a 33 point DraftKings game earlier this year. Um, and man, you, you watch these bucks games and it's like Evans dropping long touchdowns, Evans having long touchdowns called back by penalties. Like he's, he's been there. It just hasn't resulted in actual fantasy points yet. I think, you know, there's a chance that it happens this week and I'll, you know, at the price and the ownership, I think he's worth a shot in tournaments. I agree. Are you playing him in a Tom Brady lineup though, or are you just sticking him in there alone so that you can be? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, the game? Yeah, I don't think I'll get to Brady. If you can fit it, you know, I think a Mike Evans, Jamar chase, mini stack would, would be an awesome play this week. Tight ends for cash. Tyler Conklin came up first in our DK dollars per point earlier, 3,100. Yep. So you like that 15 targets for him over the past two games, poor efficiency, mm-hmm. but I mean, it changes when you have Zach Wilson back in there. I don't think I'm playing him anymore. Yeah. Conklin's no longer um, near the top of the value rankings at tight end. I'm probably going to play Dalton Schultz on both sides. He comes in as our best value on DraftKings. Is he our best value on FanDuel? Second best value after Travis Kelsey, which I think we see him every week. Auto, yeah, he's just auto. Yeah. yeah, but again, I like the Cowboys passing game. It, it, that's going to freaking burn me. Cowboys passing game is going to do nothing, and I'm going to lose everything this week. But um, again, I I like the spot. Um, 25 targets for Dalton Schultz over Dallas's last four games. It's a 19% target share, really strong marks for a tight end. And Jacksonville, they're 20th in adjusted points allowed to tight ends. Football Outsiders has them dead last in tight end coverage. So it's, it's definitely a good matchup for Schultz. I'm trying to go back and see if where Dak was in the passing yards market that I posted earlier on Twitter. 
So he's he's up there. He's uh fifth now that Mike White is not playing. 257 and a half yards. That's his line on in underdog pickums right now. So yeah, it, it should be a decent week for you. He very well might just throw the ball 27 times in that game. <laughs> I th- I think you, we need Trevor Lawrence to have a good Trevor Lawrence game and put points on the board. And that, I think you know that'll force Dak to throw it as much as we I do. Ex- I do expect this to be a pretty good game. I mean, we got a bad Cowboys game last week against Houston. We got a bad Jaguars game two weeks ago in Detroit. So we know that either of these teams is, yep. is capable of disappointing, but I think that they should be up for this one. I think we should get an interesting game here, which should be good for fantasy. Please, please. I think I'm more likely to play Greg Dulcich, though, on DraftKings at 3,600 against Arizona, the second best tight end scoring matchup by our adjusted fantasy points allowed. He's got two straight games of eight targets. He had nine targets in the only game that Brett Rippon has started this year. I'm not tying a whole lot to that, but it at least shows that they know each other. And we got 46 pass attempts against the Jets from Brett Rippon in that one. So we know that Broncos coaches are not afraid to have Brett Rippon throw the ball. And even though that's a lot of pass attempts, 19.6% share for Greg Dulcich in that game. So I like his role in the offense. I like his price mm-hmm. most of all. Like if I'm choosing between $3,600 Elijah Moore and $3,600 Greg Dulcich, I'll take Dulcich. Yeah, and people are off Dulcich, it looks like, after he was chalk last week and it kind of underwhelmed. He's projected for his 7% ownership this week. I, I think he's in a better spot, better matchup. I don't know. I think it's maybe a wash at quarterback at this point. Uh, as you said, you know, Rippon did target Dalsich in his one star and no Sutton and no Kendall Hinton this week. So it was even less target competition for Dalsich. And Arizona has been a pass funneling matchup. Second highest pass rate over expected against for the year, according to our guy, Timmy Hernandez, free article on DraftSharks.com right now that you can check out highest in the league over the past four weeks. So it's been a matchup where teams are throwing the ball. So if that works out. Yep then sure. all the more upside to Greg Dulcich on FanDuel. It's a little bit less clear. We've got these 5k guys, which is probably where I'm going in cash at tight end, but we've got Dulcich at 5,600 Cole Komet at 53 Gerald Everett, 56 Evan Ingram, 55. Yeah. I would really love to say that I have a strong lean toward one of those guys, but I absolutely do not. Yeah. So we got to talk about Gerald Everett, um, who I'm interested in, in tournaments again, largely just because I like this spot for the Chargers passing game. I think you could get, you know, 50 attempts out of Herbert. Um, he's Everett's 4,300 on DraftKings, 5,600 on FanDuel, 6% projected ownership. Gerald Everett does not suck. You said he sucked on last week's podcast. I didn't have numbers in front of me to you know refute that. He is 10th among 36 qualifying tight ends in PFF receiving grade this season. He's 16th among those 36 in yards per out run. So he's, he's not a stud. He's not elite, but he's fine. And again, I think, you know, he, he has a chance to get, you know, eight targets in this game with, with the Chargers hopefully throwing as much as I think they're going to. If you're 16th in yards per route run at tight end and you play you're with fine. Herbert, then you stink. <laughs> I don't think the yards per route run have been high in that team this season in general. It's actually been a pretty inefficient offense so far. Yeah. I, I mean, and I certainly don't think that he actually stinks. I do think that he's <laughs> like a, a, an average player at tight end. He's average. Yep. That's, that's fair. On the tournament side, of course, we mentioned before, Travis Kelsey, as usual, lords over our FanDuel dollars per point, despite that $8,000 salary. And as usual, I think it's just up to you to decide whether you're going to play. I mean, the matchup has been run funneling with Houston. Obviously, they're going to throw the ball some, and it's been a worse matchup for wide receivers than tight ends. So I don't think there's any real negative for Travis Kelsey this week. Yeah, no, I always try to get Kelsey in tournament lineups and he hasn't had a big game and you know a few now so maybe his ownership will, will kind of start to dwindle which would be nice 
It doesn't look like it by the ownership projections right now. We'll see what it looks like by Sunday. He's 11th in our DK dollars per point projections in the lineup generator on DraftSharks.com, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Dallas Goddard, $4,700 on DK this week. Jared, you biting there? I think he's a better value on FanDuel, right? I had him down as a FanDuel play potentially at 6000 Yeah, I, I might I might take a shot on him um, if just people are – it was a shoulder injury for Goddard. So, like, he, he, he should have been able to stay in shape. I guess the risk is, like, he takes another shot to it and gets knocked out. But, like, as long as he can avoid that, I think if he plays, I, I think he's going to be back to his full role. And I would assume that if they're playing him, they're not worried about that shoulder. You know, you always yeah. figure there's some more risk than if a guy weren't coming back from an injury. But I wouldn't downgrade him for re-injury risk here. For sure, I agree. On defense, $2,700 Broncos on DK versus Colt McCoy looks pretty yeah. good for cash. Also $3,700 on FanDuel for that defense. Tops our dollars per point on both sites. The ownership projection is even higher on FanDuel than it is on DraftKings for the Broncos, though 20%. I don't think there's any defense I would play at that kind of ownership projection. Yeah, I think turning. they're a good fit. Yeah, I, I think they're a good fade in, in tournaments for sure. Um, I will be playing Denver in, in cash on both sides. Cardinals have the lowest implied total on the main slate at 17 points. You know, backup quarterback O-line is horrible. So good spot for Denver. GPP side, it's funny. I, on my non-Herbert teams, I think I'm going to play some Titans defense. Just we want our defenses facing dropbacks, right? Sack opportunities, interception opportunities. And, you know, the Chargers should lead the, the league in dropbacks this week. So I do think Tennessee – at 2200 you know, minimum price um, is interesting for tournaments. And then both sides of this Steelers-Panthers game, just two good defenses, two bad offenses. I think there's there's upside to both. I actually like Carolina a bit better. Um, I think, you know, again, going back to the dropback thing, I think with Carolina going so run heavy, that limits the upside a little bit for the Steelers' defense, unless they can, you know, force Sam Darnold to have to drop back. But if I'm picking between the two, I actually slightly prefer the Panthers' D. Yeah, I can certainly understand that, especially against um, Mitchell Trubisky. I wish that there, I wonder if there's a way to bet against the Cardinals being the lowest scoring team this week. Cause I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it. I think that there are so many options out there for US <laughs> points this week. Maybe, maybe that's underrating Colt McCoy a little bit. I still like the matchup for the defense, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Cardinals reached 20 points this week. I'm sure if you did enough digging on these sports books, you could, you could, find a place i know they usually do like who will be the highest scoring team on the week i don't know if they do lower and you could bet over you could bet the over on the team total for the cardinals if you yeah. if you want maybe i'll just go do that i have to look yeah. more into that after this i also like the 2800 patriots on DraftKings versus the raiders they're coming off a 20 point effort against the cardinals on monday night three games of 17 plus DraftKings DraftKings points among their past four they're also down 400 in salary versus last week probably because the monday game was too late for it to count in the algorithm for this week's pricing much more expensive on FanDuel, so they're not really as much in for me there still okay for tourney use if it fits but also just 100 cheaper in salary than the eagles so at that point i'm going to go ahead and play the eagles over the patriots on FanDuel. i like $3,800 Lions against Zach Wilson. Oh, yeah. I didn't have the Lions on my list because I hadn't updated this for um, the Zach Wilson news. So, yeah, Lions definitely in play. Um, what are they on uh, DraftKings? I'm sure they're I didn't even check that. <laughs> 3000 on DraftKings, which I kind of like. It'll, it'll, you know, they, I, they won't be super chalk at that price. So I like them for tournaments. Um, last one I have is, is you know, going to the other side of that uh, Cardinals-Broncos game and playing the Cardinals defense, especially on FanDuel. At 4400 bucks, I think that's a reasonable price. I think they have, you know, similar upside to the Broncos defense in that game. 
I can agree with that as well. And that's going to do it for this week 15 DFS podcast. You can head over to DraftSharks.com now. Play around with the lineup generator. Build your own lineups for playing on DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo this week. You can also find articles from Jared and Kevin highlighting top picks for cash and tournament entries on both sites this weekend. I ran out of time for my Showdown Tips article this Thursday, but I will have those posted for Sunday night and Monday night games this week as usual. And, you know, as we said at the top, we're going to be right back here in about 20 minutes to talk some drafting. We're going to actually do some drafting on both Underdog and Sleeper. So check it out there. And then, you know, you can give the drafting a try yourself. For Jared Smoll and the rest of the Draft Sharks crew, I'm Matt Schaaf saying thanks so much for swimming with us.